Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Hello. Hey, Pooja. Hey, Jen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official podcast of Dr. Jennifer Lowry. I am so excited to introduce our author today. All right. So, Pooja has written two books, and I just finished, and then there was Jesus. So this is the one that I want us to really focus on today because I know that was your first one. But guys, we now have to go out and get Once There Was Jesus, The Greatest Stories Retold. Pooja's from India. She now resides in North Carolina where she's been here for over 20 years. And she holds a BS and an MS degree. She's done scientific research, early childhood education degrees. She's a wife and mother a nutritional therapy practitioner, a health coach, an author. Okay, you're everything. (laughs) Um, But you're so passionate about sharing the love of Jesus. And it just exudes through your writing. Oh, thank you. Like, your spirit is in those pages. Like, I could just, I could feel it as I was reading. And I could not put your book down. Like, once I started it, Oh, I was hooked in like it was done the rest of the evening nope we're not watching tv I told oh, my, my husband goodness. I told my husband listen and so I'm sitting beside him oh I gotta read you this part <laughs> and I was like <laughs> lean over and tell him things and then and he's watching youtube videos because he knows we're not gonna watch a movie or anything when I'm reading a book because oh, not if goodness. I'm in it Thank you so much, Jan. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank so, you for inviting me, too. Thank you for saying yes. I've said that again and again. Oh. So tell us, like, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, yes. So, you know, thank you for doing that introduction. That was the part that I always get the most nervous about. So thank you for putting me at ease. Why is it that we don't like talking about ourselves? <laughs> I don't know. It's like so easy to talk about nutrition and, you know, other things. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, that was what was so hard about writing a memoir because you have to talk about yourself, right? You, you know, I was writing about my life. So, but I knew I just had to do it, Jen, because, um, of everything that happened. So I felt a tremendous burden in my heart to share my story because I wanted to connect. You know, one of the things I realized is that sometimes when we're going through an awful, awfully painful time, that's when we withdraw from people. But sometimes, you know, like when you read a blog or a book that helps you connect, you you know, people that may be going through the same thing. So in my own life, I found that reading was very healing for me. So that was, uh, you know, my way of connecting uh, to the outside world at the time. So a little bit about myself, I mean, I think, you know, from reading the book that I grew up Hindu, and I grew up in India, I was born and raised in India, I moved to the US when I was 19 years old. So uh, growing up Hindu, it was um, actually my parents were very open minded. 
So we celebrated, uh, you know, the Hindu festivals. But at my home, we also celebrated Christmas uh, because because of your brother uncle. Yeah, yes. and then my also my dad's. Uh, yeah, I mean friend. your dad's friend yeah. who y'all said brother. I mean, yeah. gosh, okay, uncle. your dad's yeah. friend that you called uncle. Okay, yeah, called uncle, and, yep. and he would bring up these Easter eggs filled with candy. Who doesn't like that, right? Right. <laughs> we celebrated both Easter and Christmas. I remember, you know, putting up a Christmas tree and the nativity scene and everything. But I, I really didn't know what I was doing. It was just something you did, and um. All these different religions were in my family. My family was very open-minded. So my grandfather practiced Jainism. My mother, she was a big believer of a, in a Muslim saint. My dad, you know, we had a temple in our house. Then we had the uncle that was Christian. That uh, So I just grew up pretty much with everything. And I kind of had my own little thing with God where I would talk to him, sit on my window and just talk to him as a child. Didn't really know, you know, much about anything. Um, you know, life was just going on fine until when I was in high school, I got really, really sick. And I got sick from something that no one could diagnose. And that sickness lasted almost close to two years where I would just, you know, throw up every day. I, I, my brain just felt like it was falling apart. I thought I was hearing voices that were very negative and very oppressive didn't know what was going on. So we went and we sought a lot of medical help. And then when that didn't work, um, my family was very spiritual in that we believed in like another world or the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, so whatever, right? So my dad, we, uh, he took me to like all these places where there were healers that could do healing supernaturally. And I write about that in my book. Yes. <laughs> Some things, but I look back, they were so scary. I'm like, how did I ever go through that or do well, that? <laughs> there was a line that just held my heart. And it was when you wrote in the book, you said, I was terrifying of dying. I was, yeah. you, you said, like, I was only 18. Yes. Yes. And I, and I yes. think about like the students that I work with, the seniors that I work with that are 18 or, you know, going right off to college at 18 and you've got so much hope and expectation and nervousness about next transitions and next stages in your life. Like you're closing mm-hmm. a high school door, you're opening up a real world door, you know, those kind of things. And you were on this middle ground of, am I going to live or am I going to die? Absolutely. I remember being so afraid to die, you know, and I used to cry and cry because I didn't want to die. Right. And, um, you know, in, in that crying, I used to call out to God quite a bit. But, you know, I didn't never feel like I was hearing anything back or that I was ever going to get well. But we, we worshipped so many gods and there were so many religions. So we were going to try everything. And my dad was determined and I was determined that somehow I had to find a way to live. I know your connection at Duke. I mean, that was, that was just profound how one encounter leads to now you're coming over to the United States and you got New York at Christmas. I've never been, you got to see it decorated. And then, you know, you find yourself in North Carolina starting college, you know, you were with, I'm telling you, your book has been planted in me. Like oh, I could, I could probably you. like just sit down with somebody and just kind of say, listen, this part <laughs> I love, this part I love, this part I love, because I felt like I was experiencing it with you. 
Oh, thank you, Jen. That means a lot. That was the, you know, that's what I wanted. Like I wasn't reading about you. It was almost like you and I were in a room and we were going through this together. Yep. That's that. Thank you for saying that because that was my hope when I wrote it, you know, Uh, I wanted uh, everyone to be able to experience through me somehow, you know, those things. So yeah, and New York at Christmas, oh my goodness, it was so intimidating, you know, landing in a new country. And mm-hmm. I can imagine. <laughs> you know, but, you know, uh, from there where I went to Meredith College, because this contact at Duke has someone that offered hope for us and said that they may be able to come up with a medical solution for my problem. And that's why I made this big journey, you know, all across the oceans. But when I got to Meredith College, I never was able to get in touch with this person. But you were able to get in touch with God and healing. Yes, for sure, Jen. Uh, My roommate, uh, she had the bright idea of taking me to a church and having someone pray over me. And it was a pastor. And I think it wasn't even at a church. It was in their home. And so when they prayed over me and I healed like in an instant, Mm -hmm. You know, it was, um, to me, you know, I had tried everything else. And so when they asked me, do you believe that Jesus can heal you? You know, it wasn't even faith or belief. It was like, sure, why not? You know, right. (laughs) What's like one more God or one more thing, you know? And, And that was how I approached Jesus. I just thought that, you know, he was just another God. And So all gods have some power. So, okay, maybe, you know. And then when he healed healed me, I, of course, I was so grateful. So I thought, you know, how can I serve this God who has healed me? So I thought, okay, the the way I knew to do that was to start going to church. And so I started going to church, but I didn't really, in the beginning, I, I was doing everything. Like I would go to church, I would go to temple, I would read the Bible, and then I would read my little prayer book that I had as a, it's a little Hindu prayer book that my dad had given me. And it was like supposed to ward off evil spirits and stuff. But when you had that Bible verse hit you about follow me. It was so beautiful, Jen. Like I was reading this prayer book for, uh, you know, to ward off the evil spirits and stuff. And all of a sudden I heard a voice and, you know, it wasn't like a human voice. It wasn't like me talking to you. It was like, so sweet Mm -hmm. 26 this happened like 26 years ago but you know I I couldn't tell you I can't you know if you ask me I don't remember exactly what that voice said but I felt so deeply that this voice was calling out to me and almost like a form like grieving like you know I healed you why are you Mm -hmm. uh, to me like it was that kind of it wasn't exact words but that's the feeling I had kind of like the the experience that Paul might have had on the road where, <laughs> you know, because it was, why are you doing, you know, like, why, yeah. you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I don't know what came over me. So I dropped that book and I picked up my Bible and I opened it. And the thing that it said in there was when I, what I first saw and it jumped at me was my sheep hear my voice. Yes. And they follow me. They will never follow another. And, you know, something happened in me that day. It was, um, I just cannot describe it, but it's like something hit my soul or my spirit. And I just was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to learn about Jesus. I'm going to 
And it was a huge step to change your faith or your religion. I was a bit worried about the implications, but my mom and dad was so supportive because I think they had been through so much. Mm-hmm. With your health. Yes. Mm-hmm. That the fact that I was alive and able to make some decisions, I think that would have been a huge relief for them, you know? And, yeah, go ahead. What I want to encourage everybody to go and get a copy of this book, truly. This is such a... You can have so many insights that come from it, but I want to tell you something too that really spoke to me. It's not just your transition from Hinduism into a conversion into Christianity. You had this, without telling everything in the book, but you had this moment where you recognized that religion had to be then a transition. You had to cut from religion and move into relationship. Oh my goodness, Jen. And so yeah. you had to there you had to then go back and it was that, you know, the same, you know, the Bible is a living word. And then yeah. when it will come back at you again and it will say, Follow me, you know, it is me that you're following. And then you re- you recognize that the shackles of religion, you know, the burdens of religion, the performance and all of this, this is not what God <laughs> wants for his children. Yeah. And Jen, you know what, when I look back, what moves me to tears is not my first healing, because that, that I wanted to live in, you know, Jesus gave me life. But it's when he delivered me from the religious aspect mm-hmm. of Christianity and the whole, that whole mindset of having to serve and perform and be afraid of him, you know, all that you, you can, I know you read it in the book. Yes, but I, it's that spiritual well-being, you know, you're all about well-being. It's like you yeah. have your physical well-being, then you get to your spiritual well-being. And that's where I think it moves you the most because that's where you know it matters. That, that's right. And, you know, that's when it hit me how good Jesus is. Because he could have just let me be, you know, he could have just healed me and said, okay, now you're serving me, you're doing all these things. But he worried about my, my inner being, you know, my soul is how much he loved me. So he was interested in delivering me from every single chain, even if it was a Christian chain, if that makes any sense. (laughs) I love the way you structured the book and you would leave like, like a sentence at the end of each chapter that would say, okay, I can't put this down now because now it's, like you did that on purpose. You got me like at, at the end of every chapter. And then when I would turn to the next chapter and the titles of the chapter would intrigue me. Yeah. Thank and, you, and there was, well, first like love lifted me. Like that's one of my old timey hymns. I love that song. Um, yeah. But when I, when you, wrote the chapter about the broken cistern like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh did that hit me and then I'm going to Jeremiah and I'm reading the Bible verse and I'm going you know today we are still committing these two sins against God we're forsaking God we're turning towards the world you know we're looking to man we're looking to woman we're looking you know to all of these wrong places and, you know, we're doing that. And then we're trying to do things ourselves mm-hmm. instead of just completely, like, depending upon God to fill us up. And that's why yeah. we're so broken sometimes. And, we, you know, like we say, you know, 
you just keep filling yourself up. You, you know, where's the joy? You just, it, everything just keeps leaking out. You've got all this guilt or expectation or unforgiveness or performance or, mm-hmm. you know, it, and then it's, it's a broken vessel. It's a broken vessel. It's leaking. Yeah. And that's how I was. That's how I was. But I think that's how many, so many of us can get that way. And sometimes we don't even realize we're there until it really feels broken. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Because we're doing things maybe out of duty or we're doing things because this is the right thing that we think we're supposed to do or, you know, we're caught up in moments or we're caught up in life. And so that's why I think that your story, even if somebody picks up your book and they say, well, you know, I didn't come from one religion to the next, they're all going to have, you know, some place in your book where it's going to reach them, it's going to connect to them, it's going to pull at them in a way. And, you know, I don't want to sound negative because I have a wonderful church home, um, but there are times when we have church hurt. Mm-hmm. And when you have church hurt, how do you deal with church hurt? What do you have to do? What, you know, how can you reconcile that? How can you move forward? And you have that kind of testimony that can let people know I'm not the only one who has experienced pain. Yes. You know, I'm not the only one who's experienced disillusionment or mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was putting my eyesight on man, you know, or mm-hmm. religion. And mm-hmm. now my eyes are solely now focused on Jesus. And you, you even said it's like a renewal every day. It is. It is. You have to renew your vision of him daily because, you know, we're, um, we live in a world and we're all these noises coming at us. Right. Mm-hmm. And even um, the voices of, you know, and I, you know, leaders or, uh, uh, you know, other things that we're reading or whatever, but there is a personal encounter, you know, that I had with the Lord in 2010, Jen. And every day I like to practice going back to that place and just renewing my vision of him. Mm -hmm. And I write about that in the book also, because that was that time in my life where I wanted to walk away from God, from religion, from Christianity, from everything. And I, Honestly, I woke up one day and I thought it would be so great if there was no God, because I just wanted to be an atheist, you know, but that is when he met me and he blew me away with his love. Yes, because he knew that he could then take what you've been through Mm -hmm. and it's almost like now you're just going forward. You are that light. Okay. You are that light. And other people need to hear this. Other people are experiencing similar trials or, you know, they're going through transitional times or scary moments with their health or, you know, I mean, there's just so many avenues of how God can use your testimony. Oh, yes. I just, I, that's definitely my heart's desire. And even when you talk about like, you know, like when your husband, like when on the like when he was on the plane, we had that the voice. Remember when it was about Peter? Yes. Like you yep. see where there are people around you that mm-hmm. you connect with, that you grow with, and your you know your relationship with your husband and meeting him what in statistics class? <laughs> yes. Like you know, and having to really pray, always going to prayer, and those were decisions that you made on your own. 
they were. And you felt like God was leading you. And that's where the relationship, mm-hmm. you know, that we should be seeking for God, not just the religion or the ritual or, oh. you know, the checkbox, you know, I attended this event, I'm doing this service, That's you know, right. and of course, when we do serve the Lord and when we do follow the Lord, we do want to do good works. I mean, that yeah. is a part of it, but it's not for, you know, I've got to do this to check this off. I'm doing yeah. this because I feel led by the Holy Spirit to do it, not because somebody told me to do it. That's right. You know, that's the uh, the lesson I had to learn was that if if it's coming from your heart and it's coming from a true place, then you're going to enjoy it and it's going to give you energy. You know, it's not going to make you burn out. Oh, I, see. Doing, I, I say this all I say this all the time. Like when you partner your passions. Yes. With your work, then yes. you are refueled. You know, you have this, you know, clear concept and this clearer vision about what you need to do and it's because you're leaning on the lord too to give Mm -hmm. you that insight you know you're praying god show me this path you know direct me in what i need to do and then if you know what if i step away lord pull me right back let there be a voice behind me that tells me which way i'm to go (laughs) (laughs) so and like for you i know you talked about all of your experiences and you reading other people's work kind of drew you to do your own writing but do you have like this defining moment like where you said I've got to write this down now it's time uh yes and do you know what happened it was kind of uh funny because I think it was it had to do with my children so the to share everything that I've been through was on my heart and mind channel but then when I, I looked at my children and I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, I they missed a major part of my life. Right. They don't know a lot about me before they were born. So I thought um, I need to leave something for them. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they need to know who their mama is and, you know, what she went through and uh, how Jesus uh, has been. So, you know, just his love and why I believe in all those things. And so initially they that's who I wrote for. But then I was hesitating to publish because I was kind of, you know, this a place of vulnerability, like you're putting mm-hmm. yourself out there. Yes. <laughs> I was a little scared. And then the Lord just put it in my heart. It's not about you, Pooja. And that's, that's something I hold on to, that it's not about me. I have to have the courage to do this, you know. Yes. There's somebody that needs to read that and uh, learn from, maybe learn from my journey. So. Did you let your family read your book in like a draft form or did they do like the beta reads or did you just like completely publish it and say, here you go. So my family did not do the beta read. The beta read was done by a very close friend of mine. She is almost a soul sister. So I let her, because she's also is the kind of person that will tell me to my face if, if I'm wrong or if she doesn't like something. Which is what we need when we have a beta reader, right? (laughs) She was not afraid to tell me. So I was, that's who did the beta reading. So did your family read any pieces of it? After, after, after after I published it. And so how did that feel for you? Like, did you get your box in the mail? And you have my books. Tell me that because all of these (laughs) authors out here who are listening to this, we've had this experience or we're going to have this experience coming up soon. So we want to hear this. 
oh my goodness when I opened that box you know when they give you the proof copy mm-hmm. I it just felt like not real like I felt like I was dreaming this and to see your name on the cover right that's something you're not used to so yes. <laughs> this can't be real so it's a tiny little book but it it just um you know brought me so much joy I'll never forget that moment but it, it didn't feel real, I'll be honest with you. And it didn't, even after, you know, I, um, there were more print copies and people were reading it and they were getting back in touch with me, but it, it, it didn't hit me. It took me almost a year, more than a year to believe that it had happened. So, so you were just kind of like living in a dream state. You were just like walking around like a zombie. Did you, did you claim yourself as an author or not? Like, did you really say at the beginning oh I am an author my dream is to be an author like did you ever have dreams of being an author never Jen that's what is so funny you know I used to do a lot of writing for like scientific publication and stuff like that like you know um experiments reporting sort of creative writing was just not something I ever thought I would get into so with that memoir coming out and people getting back in touch with me and you know just I think it was the readers that made me feel like an author. I, I never felt like one. Oh, I like that. I like that. But now that you have, you know, your two books out, do you feel like an author now? You know what? Now I do after three years because also because there's so much more to write that mm-hmm. the Lord's just given me. And it's really funny. Uh, you know, it's all over the place. The genres are all over the place, Jen. But I have like five different manuscripts going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So are, are any, so let me ask you this. Are any of them fiction or nonfiction works? Like which way do you see yourself going next? So this is where it becomes interesting. I have two books on nutrition that are going to be eBooks possibly. I have one reflection book, one historical fiction, and one that I'm doing for um, near-death experiences. I'm doing oh. So there is no specific, I keep, I think I'm like, Lord, do you think I'm like superhuman? How do you expect I don't it? know, but I want to read all of them. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like when they come out, I'm already following you on Amazon. So I'll get like the oh, little pink. So <laughs> so I'll get a ping um, when you get your new one released and you better send me a message and say, okay, I've got this one coming out. Oh, goodness, Jen. Yeah. So do you think you're going to, when you do those with ebook, do you think you'll like go through the query route, send out letters, try to find new publishers or, you know, what is your thought process on, you know, that aspect of the career of writing? <laughs> That's a good question, Jen. I never, I tried. I really thought about it um, long and hard for my first book. And then I, I think that I would probably just self-publish all of them. And the reason for that is that it gives me a little bit more control mm-hmm. on to, so in India also, you know, have friends and family. So when I self-publish and if I wanted to go to India and print more copies and just give them away and stuff like that, I feel like I have more control over that. Somehow I feel like I'll be able to share more because I'll be in control of, uh, you know, the publishing. And then, right. You know, so that's where I'm at today. But if, if God shows me differently tomorrow, you know, then I'll change. <laughs> my mind. 
And, you know, with my challenge devotionals, you know, I have four challenge devotionals out that I do where, you know, I'll challenge readers. We'll have journal reflections. It's like a Bible study. And it's pretty much things that I have actually done, like the 30 day challenge with my kids. Those were all activities that I've done with my kids. And then we had Bible lessons that went along with them. Like, you know, I'm always talking about the Lord with the kids and bringing that up. So, um, so a lot of my challenge books, those were my life. And I felt like Mm -hmm. I needed to self publish those because I do have that you know, ability to package it the way I want, cover it the way I want, price it to where it's reasonable, where people will be able to afford it, you know, Um, and then it wouldn't be such a high cost. Like I, it's not like there's for the challenge devotionals, you know, I never tried to even get those out with a publisher. I did all of that by myself. Yep. And now with my, with my young adult book that I've got coming out in the spring, now that one is going through a publishing company and that one is going to be coming out. But even with that, we still have to do our own marketing. Yes, you do. We still have to do our own promotion. We still have to figure out how to, you know, navigate this life. Like, have you found like anything that you would like to share with writers? Like if they're going to go this route, if they've got a, a testimony and a story to share, and they feel called by the Lord, you know, to really put out that light for everyone to see. Like, do you have any like words of encouragement or any kind of tips for them? Uh, yes, I could think of a few things, Jen, because that's what I went through. The first thing is it's uh, it can be very intimidating when you don't know what the self-publishing landscape is like. Mm-hmm. So what really helped me was to be a part of that self-publishing group. Um, I think you may be in that too with... Um, and Marilyn are running yes yes and I just I don't even know how I found them on Facebook yeah they're such a wealth of resources so you don't have to reinvent the wheel because what kept me from publishing was that I just thought it would be this giant project and oh my god I don't have time for that you know Mm -hmm. plus I was kind of worried about because I didn't know what I was doing with the publishing aspect of it right so being plugged into a group like that where people were helping each other with the resources um in you know resources meaning that when you write a book you have to design a cover and you know the whole you know all these steps that go into it so I found someone that did it for me on Fiverr I don't know do you know that website Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R no but I'm going to be looking it up and guys we may have a future podcast on this (laughs) You know what, they are uh, some of them, and if you look and study the reviews carefully, because it's an open marketplace. Oh, I've got it already. Okay. I got some really good people there. And, you know, what could have been $800, $900, they did it for under 40. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a great resource. And so is this um, self-publishing group that I um, am a part of. So, you know, getting help, asking for help, reach out to other who are doing self-publishing such as you you can reach out to me or you you know and uh so we can help them put that together so it's not it's not as intimidating you break it down into little steps and so when everything has now been going you've got your two books you're working on five congratulations (laughs) on those you sound like me I do the same thing and I'm constantly you know pulling up a word document I'm editing a book right now I've I started a book over the summer and it scared me. So I had to quit 
And yeah. then I'm like, God, you've got to help me get through the rest of this. Yeah. Um, and because it's about a cult. And I'm like, okay, uh, I have to pull back a little bit. It was a, it's a YA book. And I'm like, I got to see where the Lord's going to lead me on that one. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just trying to be patient, trying to market. So it's how do you balance all of this stuff? Like, you know, I always ask that because that's the one thing when I talk with other people and they tell me they want to be an author, they'll start coming up with 8 million excuses of why they can't do this work. And I also, I always say, but you can find a balance. Yes, yes, uh, you definitely can. And you know what? I think it's the first. So I think if you can, you and I, I think when we write, if we can move past that first mental block, mm-hmm. you know, that first time when you sit down to write and nothing's coming. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think once we push past that and that a little bit of practice and some discipline, you know, now when I think of it, um, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Right? And also the hard part for me is it starts coming to me like in the shower while I'm driving and I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, but whereas, uh, you know, balancing, I've learned something in the last few months, Jen, and that is nothing is going to happen if I'm not balanced myself inside. Like mm-hmm. if I'm not at ease. If I'm stressed and worried, you know, you can't create anything from that place. Right. So to be at ease, um, you know, I keep uh, reminding myself of the words that Jesus spoke. You know, uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Mm-hmm. I keep, uh, reminding myself to be at ease, you know, to take deep breaths to, and just to do the next thing that's in front of me. And having to shift my priorities daily because of the kids, right? Right. Uh, something going on with them and it's so hard to, uh, sometimes to find that quiet spot but I will tell you a little secret for the second book I work part-time in a daycare and I work in the toddler room so that second book most of it happened while the toddlers were napping <laughs> so you found ways you found time <laughs> like my podcast listeners they know that when I'm driving to work so here I am what I call a big road because I'm from a very tiny small town so I'm on the big roads I'm on you know 264 I'm on 40 and I'm making a podcast oh my goodness like that's where I'm doing work like wherever I can find time and little spots you yes. know I'm pushing in those moments and I'm capitalizing on that. And I don't get tired from it though. I find it to be rejuvenating. Yes. If you love it, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Because what I do, I have my phone up on the island when I'm cooking because a lot of the writing happens. Like I get these thoughts when I'm I'm cooking. Ah, (laughs) See, because you're at ease. Is it because you're at ease? Do you love to cook? Yep. And then I I take my iPhone out, the notes, Mm -hmm. and I keep, you know, you can either dictate in there and, um, or you can type it up or whatever. But so use Siri if you need to. Yep. <laughs> That's and... uh, help you, right? Right. Um, because at, at the school, they said that I couldn't have my phone out. I'm just like, I do like substitute teaching, right? So I'm not like the lead teacher. So I cannot use that time to plan lessons. I don't have my phone because they won't let you have that. So there's nothing I could do. And if you're in a room full of toddlers that are napping, you will fall asleep. Yeah, you don't <laughs> yeah it's quiet. Too quiet. Yes. Yeah. Quiet. My music on, you know. Right. 
So I want you to tell everybody that's listening how they can just connect with you, how they can follow you, like social media, like where are you? So I know your books are on Amazon, everybody, and there will be links added, but go ahead and tell us how they can find you best. Sure, Jen. So my website is, uh, you know, www.pujachilukuri. So that's P-O-O-J-A-C-H-I-L-U-K-U-R-I.com. And on that website, I also have a blog where I write about like nutrition stuff. So, um, so you can find me there. And on Facebook, my author page is the name of the book. And then there was Jesus. So if you type that in Google uh, or Facebook, you should be able to find me there also. So those are really the two places that I'm on right now. And LinkedIn, if some, if any of you are using LinkedIn. Yes, which I'm telling all of my listeners to go and make a professional author LinkedIn account because they can make such great connections on LinkedIn. So I'm encouraging them to go there. So you can find Pooja while you're there and you can have a health coach and um, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. I would love for you to share your favorite Bible verse with everybody. Oh, goodness. There are two. Can I share two? Oh, you can share two. It's hard to say favorite. It's hard, <laughs> isn't it? I, know. I have, uh, I think it's First John in chapter four, but you'll, I don't remember the exact number, but it says perfect love drives out fear. Mm-hmm. I lived so much of my life being afraid of God that when he blew me away with his perfect love. So this verse means a lot to me. So perfect love casts out fear. And the other one that I love is in Galatians. And I think it's in the fifth chapter. Mm. And he talks about it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Mm-hmm. Do not allow yourselves to be burdened again. With the slavery. Yes, I love it. All right. Would you like to pray for our listeners? Because there's so many people that if they're not maybe experiencing some trials or, you know, issues in their lives, they know people around them that are. And maybe your words can just help them see that the love of Jesus is all we need. Yeah, sure, Jen. I'd be happy to. Dear Lord, we thank you for your love and your kindness and your faithfulness to each and every one of us. Thank you so much, Lord, for your heart, which is to heal and love everything that breathes and moves on this planet, Lord. Lord, I pray this day that your love is manifested in very real ways to all of us who are listening and all those who are connected to us, Lord. Just pray, Lord, wherever there is pain, wherever there is sickness, Wherever there is discouragement, Lord, wherever there is anybody that is right now feeling hopeless or helpless, that they would know how much you love them, Lord, and they would be able to see your face and to know that they can rest in you because your yoke is easy and your burden is light. I pray that each one of us will be fully assured that nothing in all creation can ever separate us from your love. It is in the precious name of Jesus we pray, Lord, and bless Jen for doing what she's doing, Lord, and help this podcast to reach all those that you have intended this for. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody, please 
go out and check. And then there was Jesus. There's one thing that I can guarantee you will walk away knowing that you are loved by God after you read her book. So thank you so much, Pooja, for just being here with us and just sharing your testimony and your passions and the writing. I just, I know it's going to be a blessing for the listeners out there. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you so much. All right. So we challenge you to go out and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining us on Jen Lowry Writes. Have a blessed day. Thank you.